Hello everyone, and welcome to Death Stranding Weekly, entry number 36. I hope this finds you all well, and that things are going generally positively in your life if you're listening, and um, that if it isn't the case, uh, I hope that this helps improve your day somewhat. Definitely. Um, so first and foremost, and as always, thank you for the privilege of your time in tuning in. I truly don't take it for granted, and if you do enjoy what interactive artistry does and want to ensure it continues, please feel free to like, share, subscribe, um, tick the notification bell, and if you wanted to directly support this endeavor and um, help IA grow into the best version of itself that it can be, um, do consider heading over to the Patreon, uh, where you'll find several tiers with various different benefits, including um, getting to appear on the show and the ability to choose video topics and a lot more, definitely. Um, and yeah, so with that all said, let us crack on. Okay, um, I'm really enjoying just getting that sort of structure out of the way and then just generally like riffing with you all as though you're basically in this giant uh, hypothetical room. We're all together here. Um, yeah, yeah, so I have been, gosh, um, it's so great. I need to say this always off the top, uh, uh, you know, in case we have new, uh, folks listening for the first time. Um, uh, Death Stranding uh, Reddit is unlike any other place you'll ever see, that you'll ever, um, if you ever post there or view it, it has one of the most, uh, if not, sorry, I'll just directly say just the most continuously, self-renewingly, self-sustainably, um, uh, yeah, um, just enriching uh, environment and, and such a speculation-rich environment where so many different minds, so many different thoughts are always converging in the comment sections, in the posts that are shared, and uh, I, I can't uh, overstate it enough. Um, maybe if this is generating eye rolls, I apologize, and folks being like, "Let's let's carry on." It's it, this is in service to everyone who tunes in, in service to uh, this in, this in, like uh, just eternity channeling premise where you can just endlessly speculate. I love that about um, I love that about abstract media and. It's funny, like, uh, that's why, you know, Twin Peaks has had the intrigue that it's held for so long. Uh, it's why um, un incomplete works of art or incomplete, inconclusive cases, you know, they, they still um, they, they still draw intrigue and draw uh, investigative communities to them um, as, as the years go by. And Death Stranding and Kojima are definitely no different. Um, and I think in many ways, especially for this medium, they epitomize, they epitomize that approach and, and how powerful that approach can be, and also how masterful, um, and sorry, how self-assured and um, fearless you need to be to take that approach. Where um, you know all you need to do is switch on YouTube and just see uh, how uh, content, constant content uh, releasing uh, based our society is, and and how the art and entertainment. Um, direction is going it's really based on like constant engagement and algorithms and uh, continuous updates and all that so ia definitely al aligns itself um, and resonates and i i resonate with with folks who just do things at, at at the pace which is honest to their genuine energy of, of what they're doing and how they're creating and who they are um and to whatever end if if uh, <laughs> honestly i mean kojima he's he's on the, the world stage but uh the vibe kind of connection that i share with him and his studio stands whatever ia becomes i i really don't mind as long as i can say at the end of the day that i was honest to what my actual energy for something was then nothing's more important than that profits blah all of that is just 
uh, it, you should be led in this life by being um, genuine and true to yourself and, and um, speaking of which it is very important to get out of the way, uh, you know, especially for new listeners that at the moment we are um, in a uh, period of leading up to a new reveal, right? And so a lot of uh, folks have been sort of uh, discussing and talking about um, the possibilities of Tokyo Game uh, Show this uh, month. Uh, I believe it's on the 21st. Let me quickly check my dates. I try to be accurate with these things. Looking at my schedule, I have five notes in my notepad, and it's for weekly, monthly, hourly, daily, and and, and yearly. Goodness me. Um, yes, so that would be Tokyo Game Show 25th of this month, right? And Kojima has, on his Instagram, been teasing quite a bit of merch, but there have been the frequency of the teasers, the, um, the consistency of them, at least as in terms of my experience with following the man's uh, style of like uh, how he rolls things out and, and sort of the energy I sense. It's like <laughs> we're all sort of uh, amateur uh, Kojimaologists, like we, you know, from a certain um, uh, for a certain period of time of having just like followed the man's works, you know, among obviously the rest of the wider medium, you know, God of War, Fumicho Ueda, I, um, I, I sort of cast my lens pretty wide, but I've, I, I can attest to having followed, uh, you know, the man's career for, for some time and, um, and understood uh, somewhat his, his process and his, but again, part of what defines him and again, what is adds to and in many ways exemplifies the self-renewably enticing and intriguing premise is that keeping you guessing kept you waiting keeps you guessing so and that is what mysteries are and that is what the absence absence of information ironically can be best for so i know this sounds weird and eye-rolly a little bit but in many ways i'm grateful for some i'm sometimes quite grateful for the absence of information not only for these periods of, of, of uh, information lull where we really need to sort of step up our, yeah, it's like, uh, uh, you know, appreciation engines and anal analysis engines. It, that That's wonderful for me. Uh, and I, I know that for, for many, for many folks who I just, they're starved for new, you know, it's, it's, it really is a, um, a, a point of, um, it's about how you approach something and where and how you stand and and where your approach towards something comes from. It can come from entitlement. It can come from impatience. It can come from uh, uh, frustration. Or you can really open up the like really valid. I'm I'm not trying to ask folks who are like, when's the next my My Little Pony episode? And oh, it, it'll be in a month. But in the meantime, let's look at every frame of the My Little Pony episode and appreciate every animation and everything. Certainly, if that's your thing, that's fine. But we can all I think concede that this material, what we've been given so far, maybe the half an hour-ish or so of logo movies, trailers, interviews and such, I would say like a good a good solid half an hour of of um of material that we're able to to pass through and you know articles as well gosh there's probably even more than that you know there's there's a fair bit and this material particularly is so ripe for this kind of uh, in-depth analysis and uh, engagement and commentary and uh, examination and, and, and everything that, you know, that's what IA's purview is definitely. So without further ado, let us jump into, um, first what we'll do is we'll jump towards the community, as in we'll, uh, to, like, we'll uh, you know, open open the, the, the entry up to the community first and foremost, who really very kindly chime in with uh, their theories and uh, thoughts and um speculations and then we're going to jump into uh the uh, as is the title of this entry uh handled with love 
the um, TV Tropes page that is starting to assemble for Leia Sidhu's character. And um, yeah, just generally speak a bit about uh, that actress and um, and her, uh, yeah, her, her, basically her vibe as a person, um, the roles she's known for, and what we can sort of speculate uh, and sort of extrapolate from there. Just again, always with that sense that we have limited information, but nothing, again, I always believe this, there's nothing, you don't stand to lose anything from as long as you're not going into pure madman conspiratorial i've finally cracked it and everyone else is wrong territory which i believe is another a bad extreme definitely and there's no good extremes that is an extreme but if you can um you stand yeah nothing you, you lose nothing from having fun by putting things together in fact it really does exercise the creative muscles and again when a, when a premise has enough promise uh uh it's it really can awaken creativity in people you know and especially when there's that absence of information which we're then invited to fill um be, uh, with these um periods of, of silence you know and so a lot of the times people are like oh views are low community engagement is low blah 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 i it's weird that sometimes for me it can be the very opposite uh, i i find that it, it, it energizes me in, in many ways and i don't know if folks out there resonate please do comment and, and i'd love to hear your thoughts about that so but let us crack on we'll go straight to the post which i've done and i was doing these uh, a couple of months back which is where i actually do a dedicated post as like i'm recording right now so feel free to comment with your theories and thoughts below to be featured so we'll do that and we'll go from there so um let's sort by new uh, and then I'll go from the earliest, right? So we have user BTBLAM and says, I posted about murals that I found at the mountain relay base in Metal Gear Solid 5, and the second to last image shows a colorful piece. In the bottom right hand, there's a drawing that looks like a skull slash beast plant. Kojima posted an image of moss in Death Stranding that looks like it has a beast or monster hidden under the moss. To me, it seems like he's hinting at there being plant-animal hybrids, and it goes as far back as the Phantom Pain based on these murals. So right before I crack on with my sort of riff there, I'll say, oh gosh, I you know, folks who have been tuning in to the latest few entries, I do try to have it always at the ready of my, like, thank you for, uh, for contributing to the, you know, I try to have that at the ready. But uh, invariably, me and my uh, keeping of things how I do in my notepad sometimes prevents me from uh, being able to find things straight away. Da -da 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 -da. Oh, goodness. Thank you so much for... Okay. You know what I'll do? No, actually, this is very important. So on your notes, you need to search by... Uh, uh, what is it? Contribution. There you go. Thank you for contrib contributing to the discussion. There you go. Your post was featured. Fantastic. Okay. So this kind of reminds me of the um, apologies there for the little sort of uh, in progress kind of, um, uh, yeah, little uh, diverticula that I just took, folks. So yes, thank you, BTBLAM, for that. Um, it, this reminds me of the Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> um you know the investigations that, that people were, were doing into that uh with the with you know looking at some of those murals and uh, talking about what those could mean um uh, you know and how the how that imagery would apply or possibly be involved with or referencing to uh plot or narrative or characters or uh, aesthetics or even any kind of relation to death stranding um um, it's funny. Uh, I think it's it's fair to say that uh, Metal, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five uh, Death Stranding wouldn't have been. Uh, I don't think even in um, uh, any kind of state of um, even pr um, you know 
uh, even like the earliest stages of conceiving of, of Death Stranding as a as what it has become, I don't think that would have started that early. He has said, and you can look through some of Kojima's old tweets about a story that he wrote, I think it was in high school, that featured some of the elements of Death Stranding um, as we're seeing them. And I think it was about, yeah, there was a pregnancy was a subject uh, or um, fertility was a subject there. Um, but I, but what I am open to is Death Stranding serving a little bit as an opportunity to revisit or at least make a do homage or uh, tip a tip of the hat thematically or aesthetically to the previous title, you know? Um, so I could see, uh, I, yeah, and I was intrigued by this on one of the recent entries uh, uh, that we sort of um, broke down one of the awesome contributors' uh, theories about um, uh, whether they're like, uh, whether whether they like mole- yeah I think it was um um like similar to to Death Stranding uh, sorry to, to sorry my my apologies to Alien Covenant where it was the micro microscopic kind of um, fungal you know like the fungal origin but like the chirals possibly having like fungal origins was very interesting to me and you know it's weird um, part of me does just simply want to maybe set it aside and say that was just a tech demo but we saw there is an, a, a huge abundance of wildlife and of sorry not wildlife as in fauna uh, sorry flora in the trailers there's there's uh you know we see a lot of shots of it there's there's in fact those intimate shots of just the camera panning over the vegetation and everything um and and kojima does like to hide his secrets sometimes in plain sight you know so uh, weirdly, I, I I feel as though I wouldn't. I, I'm, you know what? If we if we're gonna just make things really easy, you know, I uh, I would say there's about a twenty to thirty percent chance of uh, there being some strange chiral related secret to do with uh, with plant life and with moss. Uh, so I, I think um, I'll, I'll give you that one there, uh, Op. So thank you, thank you for that one there uh, for contributing. Um, and uh, yeah, thirteen minutes will put you at at um, that one there. Too easy, and I will copy paste that. And adjust time uh, timestamp accordingly for all the folks who I'm going to reference their work. Once again, as a general thing, thank you to all the folks engaging with this um, community. Uh, it's really is one of the most worthwhile assemblages of uh, kindred and like-minded folks, uh, analytically minded and intel- intellectual, sp- spiritual, um, spirituality knowledgeable, and and also definitely. Uh, huge on so many levels past than what i would have been able to do on my own even scratching that on my own i can i can i do you know after years of of looking at things analytic uh, um symbolically thanks for lots of you lots of young lots of um uh dream analysis and uh, joseph campbell i i, I can go certain uh, to, to a certain distance on my own but gosh listeners if you haven't checked out um uh death stranding reddit stuff that you wouldn't you wouldn't even think to 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 analyze on those uh on those uh, you know from those angles it's it's all there so um i figured also it's like i say this every every entry i i'm not like sponsored or, or employed by or anything with reddit i think one at one point maybe it would be cool to because they seem like a pretty nifty place to to work for and i think they're on the rise as such a uh, like a very just like content focused and they're like mater- they focus on the on the material itself and less taken away a bit from the user more about the community uh, although you can still make some 
uh, again, there's, there's such a there's so little limit on on what you on on the community communities you can find, and and uh, I don't think we'd have had we'd have such a rich community if it wasn't for this um this kind of confluence of of minds and and vibes and uh, analysts and everyone contributing to the to that uh, lovely uh, group of folks over there. So thank you. Too easy. So let's go one up. Um, do, 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 do. So this is a really nice uh, extended one. So this is from from uh, Raid CV. So R A D capital R, A D E C V capital V. All right. So what if the goal in Death Stranding is to create a new civilization for us all? The goal would be to be porters, as in as an employment thing, and find uh, an, um, a maximum of resources via our porter job to find loot and to develop our escape against the Death Stranding event, the next explosion. That escape could be this new civilization. I imagine a base uh, a la Division or Destiny, an online social hub, but much more deeper. This one place that exists in real time in the game thanks to the multiplayer. It could be our city in this huge open world, in security from the, safe from the Chirals. Also for new listeners, Chirals is what we're um, choosing to call the, the sort of, um, essentially the antagonists, the uh, quasi-invisible beings floating around uh um, Sam, the kaiju, chiral, uh, essentially we're, we're, that's kind of the main, uh, and the reason why is chirality, without going in depth because I'm in the middle of a theory now, is the idea that two things that meet can't meet each other at every point exactly, like uh, two hands, uh, like the chiral, um, they're, in, they're in chirality with each other, I think I've gotten that right, I hope I haven't butchered that, but definitely worth a google and looking at that, and the reason why we call them chirals is because they, um, they're sort of signature hands, they're invisible creatures, and the idea is they may be on another plane of existence where um, uh, they, we all were able to see are their handprints, you know, and maybe they're sensitive to uh, chiral objects or chiral shapes, and, and um, they're sort of heralded by these handprints. So it's a lot of mystery surrounding it, so definitely worth a deep dive there. So, Okay, so yeah, saying that they're safe from the chirals. Yep, this one place that exists in real time could be safe from the chirals. Yes, it could be um, revolutionary uh, to have a, a kind of mini-civilization created by its own players thanks to the porters, which is us. I imagine it as a big metropolis where all the players would wander and have a job to do. Fragile Express, CDT, Porter, Medic, and others not to be revealed yet, to keep the city and metropolis, or the hub, in place. This is the gameplay or of ropes uh, that uh, Kojima is referring to. Uh, it could be to maintain the city, to make her evolve, and then achieve the final goal to finish the game. While the gameplay of the stick would be to protect the city or metropolis slash hub from the chiral beings to, to be guardians and soldiers, all as only one version of the metropolis for each player's. Uh, the surprise that Kojima said after four or five hours playing the game, you, should, uh, you would start to notice something different. Uh, the beginning of the game would be our version of Sam alone that would be connected to Bridges being a, a corpse disposal team member of the organization Bridges that offers us the job of Porter to build a new civilization or hub to save humanity, to be connected, to form a spider web to form the cities of America, full of small towns or bases to form a big metropolis, a new civilization with a crafting gameplay with all the resources of the porters looted so far. Also, Opie, love your enthusiasm. So many great exclamation points. I really dig this. It's getting me hyped. Well done. 
Um, we could have Kojima production uh, developers with a um, with a moder- monetization system with or moder- moderation system. I'm not sure what word you mean, my friend. Um, with the community of that civilization who moderate. Oh yeah, moderator uh, allow us to build a new hospital to carry injured porters with medics, jobs for players in our civilization slash metropolis base. For example, with our resources, thanks to porters and players. That would be the connections theme with all the players who are all bound to help themselves. Uh, to escape the Death Stranding, a game, without losing, without losers or winners, there is no versus, as in all video games. It's a massive cooperation gameplay. Oh, I love this OP. Wonderful. We would also see the same clones of Sam in our civilization slash metropolis, uh, you know, the hub, uh, to show that we are all the same after all. We can act for the common good. Without clashes, without fighting against each other, Kojima could change everything. Connect people together to be together connected and not against each other. Uh, as in disconnected. Oh, I love this. So much passion, OP. Thank you. Um, so it continues. As And so the game could only advance and be finished with that massive cooperation gameplay thanks to connections between porters. Just like in PT or Metal Gear Solid Five, But much, much deeper with the massive rope slash co-op gameplay that is Death Stranding uh, itself, a new kind of uh, video game. And so the end goal would be towards the end of the game to build a space uh, a space base in our civilization uh, metropolis to build our own spaceship. Uh, Kojima said something similar talking about Kojima Production Studio. To find a new planet, this is very ambitious, OP. <laughs> to find a new planet, our new home, and leave the Earth to the Chirals from Sapiens to Ludens. We would see each other's players get into this rocket with her spaceship that we built to finish the game. On a specific date given by Kojima Productions, once our spatial base is our civilization, uh, and then our civilization is completed, an update will trigger the end cinematic of the game. For each player, we would see our own version of Sam on that final cinematic, putting the armor of Ludens among the others in the, spa- in the background, and board the rocket with his spaceship. And the final shoot of the final cinematic of the game is a distant sh- um, shooting of the rocket taking off in a starry night and we have the alive stranding logo without strands oh this is making my like heart you know palpitate my friend this is beautiful the alive stranding logo uh, without strands that come after the credits of the game after the day after the fans asking desperately for a sequel one day after we finished our stranding together kojima announces his next project alive stranding sequel to Death Stranding, which will be a game in the space conquest, thanks to our spaceship that we built in Death Stranding, as that trailer tease is uh, in the Logo movie trailer already available. See the link in their post. Who will be the sequel to Death Stranding? Uh, the, the goal in Alive Stranding will be to explore the universe and to colonize a new planet. Sounds like Beyond Good and Evil too. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, to colonize a new planet, that will be uh, an even more crazy game thanks to the power of PS5. A live stranding would be released in 2024, 2025. So sorry for my English, I'm French. And this is me replying to them uh, off the bat uh, uh, about four hours ago when I read it. Thanks so much for contributing to the discussion, my friend, and to the Death Stranding community. Your timestamp is approximately not six minutes, it is 22 minutes. There we go. Goodness me, oh my word. That built a picture, OP. If only I—I I, I applaud you seriously. Um, I love—I love it when folks, you know, throw all caution to the wind, throw all jadedness to the wind. This is folks that I super resonate with. Look, even through my post history, you'll see quite a few of these from me, where I just literally just why the fuck? Why? Well, why the? Why not? As as I said before, you stand to lose nothing from from just diving 
diving all in and really building a picture for yourself because like it's what we used to do so much more before the internet uh before widely available sources of media and entertainment we had to tell stories uh, and that's again a little bit why i resonate with having that absence and um, why i really feel not that i'm like a sadist or anything but I, I feel like having less information can sometimes awaken stuff that we have forgotten to do in in, in modern society which is to sit around talk and explore each other's uh, ideas and explore um, theories and such you know which theories exploring shouldn't be this begrudging thing you do between getting trailer drops it should be something that you're like oh my god i can't believe like we have this time and <laughs> to be able to do that in i'm one of those folks who if i'm given like a big waiting time i like quietly like a huge flight i will quietly just like rejoice because things move so fast in society nowadays if you give me just sitting down with my phone and my notepad to just riff out ideas and structure my notes and ia stuff to do even if i didn't have my phone i know that i would just like oh it's just your mind can go in so many directions so i really celebrate how this particular um poster and thank you so much uh, uh merci if it is if you are french for your for your post it was so evocative and so descriptive and very immersive and i and it really activated as i like to call it the mind's eye cinema or the mind's eye uh sitting in front of your uh you know your um your screen with the your hat you know the controllers in your hand i really felt like i was there um i i got flashes of like elysium and everything i gosh yeah but okay i'll say that and it's a very important to get your immediate my immediate sort of um honest to my heart emotional kind of <laughs> honest to my emotions uh, reaction to that but what i'll say before it, it's like a, it's like a sandwich i'll say uh dive into how my immediate thoughts were now i'm just gonna the filling of the sandwich just a, a few more like sort of structured thoughts maybe uh, just um you know roping it a bit more uh just practical practicality yeah considerations of practicality rather and then I'll, I need to jump back into what maybe those two combined uh, excitement plus practicality could end up giving us. So I would love to see that. And, and I did have the flash of Elysium of um, Beyond Good and Evil. That would be tremendous if that was something we're actually building to. All we have to do, though, is um, take into account the size of Kojima's team, which, if I'm not mistaken, the last time, I think it was around about like 100 100 people 150 it's not that big of a studio we're not talking about a naughty dog uh, or an activision um uh, or a, a gorilla games although they they do have that collaboration um and what i want what i would love actually rather no demanding <laughs> what i would love for death stranding to be is uh i think i saw in a, one of the article headings as i was just riffing and and, and moseying about uh and yeah just during doing what doing what i'm naturally drawn to do which is just reading about this material i saw a heading saying kojima wants to make death stranding count and i was like that's i love that i love that this isn't just i need to put something out he did say it kind of cheekily early on about like i'm putting death stranding together because it's what folks expect of me you know i can't just go into retirement i really feel as though that that has shifted just like the akira thing has shifted he is like we haven't heard we haven't had a hideo tube for example this is a man who is is uh, enthralled and and in, in um completely engrossed rather that's the word engrossed in what he's doing it's taken on a life of its own i really really feel as though with with getting lindsey wagner like uh, this might <laughs> sound a bit sappy but he is he you know um i believe the involvement of lindsey wagner just speaking purely from an emotional point of view is a calling for him 
to take Death Stranding to the... I mean, again, she was like one of his like childhood loves, heroes, people he resonated with uh, that shaped his direction, shaped his tastes early on, formative experience. And I, if I know anything about, just from my own personal uh, just ethos, really, I'm, this, I'm the person who, if I'm playing something that I enjoy enough, no one's around me or anything, I'll just stand up and like weirdly clap and I'll just like recognize it from like, I'll just do something with my physiology weirdly. Like with God of War, I was standing up on my couch every 10 minutes or every five minutes even sometimes with certain sequences. But um, so there's that, that concept of honoring and honoring the op- an opportunity. So already he said, I just think with, like Death Stranding has been like uh, like the, mo- the best kind of black hole ever for him where uh, a newer and newer uh, layer of, of opportunity has come up where he got Norman Reedus. There was obviously the thing set up there with, with uh, Silent Hills to kick that off. And, and Norman, Reedus, Norman Reedus being involved as, as high a profile actor as he is, as a, even more than even more important than that, as as high a talent and as as um, significant a talent, uh, like just um, you know with acting and and and, and filmmaking and, and and TV that he's done wise, Kojima would want to honor that. And then involving Guillermo, I, that takes it to a new level. Want to honor that, and then with and see these are kindred people to him that he's met in the past maybe twenty years or even ten years. Mads Mikkelsen as well in the same way through Nicholas Winding Refn who's known for a while as well a new stake has been added and I'm if you can't see it's not it's just audio only but I'm raising my hand higher and higher and then you add in Leia Sidhu opposite Daniel Craig in the uh, you know the Bond films who we'll be speaking about soon after these uh, we'll do a few more entries here already huge and then but then again uh we know we all know this like there are folks here that we've you know maybe um experienced their works and resonated with them and um gained an appreciation for them in the past five ten years of our lives but this is this is like lindsay wagner is, is going f- so far back this is going into reverential childhood uh, it's almost sacred territory so if this is connecting with i hope it's not generating eye rolls but to be given an opportunity like that, it would, you would step so far up. I was raising my hand like tier by tier, step by step. I just did a giant leap with my hand even higher, you know? Excuse me. Still a little bit cold in camera, folks. I apologize. So that's that's my thought there on how ambitious I believe that he is capable of, of making Death Stranding. And the theme of connection, I think, I, again, it was his thing, you know, with Kobo Abe long before any even rumors of Lindsay Wagner's involvement or anything like that. He was talking about Kobo Abe's po- uh, poem of, um, you know, connection, uh, ropes in- instead of sticks. With Lindsay's, it's like, I, 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 I don't know. I really hope not to keep, stay with me, okay? So there's this thing in mythology and this thing in, in, in culture as well um, where... And, and if you've seen the film Bahubali, for example, um, it's a Hindi film. It's a Hindi epic movie, and, and it plays on the um, uh, the elements. And this is David Dater also. It's a, an author. He had, wrote a book called The Way of the Superior Man. And he talks about fem- feminine and masculine energy, regardless of um, uh, gender orientation, regardless of uh, physical attributes or anything. We all have – there's a there's – a, um, I was going to say uh, – uh, binary a binarity or whatever the binary nature of positive negative form void uh, feminine and masculine so you can be gay you can be bi you can be trans you can be all those things lgbtq all things but at our core we have either one predominant one one one, uh, one dominant and one um less dominant energy 
uh, and you can look at anyone around you and you can you can uh, whether my, your, your father might have a more uh, feminine energy or which is with the feminine ast attributes we attribute perceptiveness uh, uh, the general idea is and I go into um, this is a, a lot of anthropology here but in the caveman times man was the one who went and hunted with the stick to go get the meat and to keep the mammoth, the mammoths and the uh, you know saber-toothed tigers away, and then the uh, the women um, uh, were the the caretakers. You know, they're the ones who. And a, a circle resembles a nest. It's like a circle of eggs, a circle protective, embracing. You know, the mother embraces. So the circular shape very much resonates with the feminine, and the um, the straight shape, this the the you know very much resonates with the the masculine. And I said this before, I'm very candid with my phrasature, or phrasing rather, <laughs> men penis, <laughs> a straight line, ones, a woman, vagina, void, circle, zeros, ones and zeros, fundamental energies of, of life. Um, so when I saw that someone who he had spoken so reverentially, reverentially towards uh, say that she would become involved, that the the thing that i sensed there when i saw him like lindsay cried and everything and he i just feel and i've seen also an uptick in his interviews of like i'm making this as though it's my the last game i'll ever make kind of thing you know um that's uh sorry just adjust my seating position um that to me uh, that to me indicates someone who is taking things to the next level is taking this to like well i've got this this feminine force which which shaped me in so many ways and if, if you think about um uh Hideo, he's a he's a good mixture actually he's got a lot of certainty he's great at directing but he's got a lot of feminine uh perceptive listening uh um very, very open-minded again if we think of open we think of something like a we're, we're, we're you know narrow-minded conjures a, a straight line open-minded conjures a circle and he has incorporated so many if he was a very narrow straight and narrow call of duty he'd be making call of duty now no he loves open he loves open premises abstract premises you know so he's very much in touch with his feminine as as we would say in this language of uh anthropology and, and um you know gender energy and such you know so with lindsay on on the team this person who shaped that for him it is the most significant calling for him from an energetic point of view, from a professional point of view, where he's called to do something just unprecedented, even more so. Like, again, the Stranding, keep in mind, before Lindsay was already on a path of wanting to do something different, I really believe that with everything he's been adding, like getting even more ambitious, and this is a man that has every license, 30 years into, into, into his career, every he has every avenue open to him, He's accepting awards constantly. He has every avenue open to him to sit on his laurels, to just ride on his coat on his own coattails of success and just lap up the awards and everything. This is a man who I've never seen a fire lit under this man uh, more than at, at any other point. And that goes contrary to in many ways. It's it's the best kind of unnatural because with with age, with going, you know, into I firmly believe that's more a culturalization that the idea of you need to slow down when you get old i really <laughs> i think that's all we've we've actually taken shape around that social construct i don't think that's true i think there's that 90 or almost like a 100 year old turkish guy he looks like 30 or 40 does yoga it's great he's like this yoga guy and he just doesn't eat meat or anything he's like but again we need to always distinguish uh between what 
is something that culture and expectation and convention has shaped versus what is biologically what is what is something we can actively choose to become you know and we are a cultured as we get get older to become more complacent to get slower all this stuff that's why i resonate with people who launch on their own path separate and apart from on their own path away from convention or expectation or con- convention or just stuff that's um that's that is the usual way that is the widely trodden path you know that's why i resonate so much with uh, kojima as a creator as a person who makes his life choices you know the way he handled all that konami stuff with so much dignity and such you know so um very long-winded obviously i uh I, yeah like um went into quite a few different directions there but this is all in service to say that um if anyone was to actually do that this would this would be an open and shut if this was any other creator uh my friend um what's your name there let's, let's scroll up uh rada cv any other creator i'd i'd have probably shut that down a bit earlier and said that's that's great i love your ambition but i don't think so i'm actually going to give you a, an upwards of 40 to 50 to 60 percent chance of him wanting to actually go there to redefine the medium it's even there in the description on the playstation uh entry it says a genre a genre defining experience you know and that's only with 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 this fire that he's lit under himself that his that his friends the more that and then they they resonate with his fire that he's lit they contribute to that fire he lights a fire underneath then everyone is is like uh you know resonating with each other tingling in this in this space of uh excited new frontier you know i love rockstar i love oh my gosh i cannot wait for uh red dead and they're in many ways they're they're advancing uh open world in that way you know premise though uh it it, by its nature and this is intentional because of the premise it's just it's it's been explored before you know that imagery and such we're talking about something not only mechanics unexplored premise unexplored aesthetics unexplored and uh, once again this is only you all know from kojima's titles this is something that i don't think is anywhere close to changing for the man is that the early or what we see early on from a kojima game just like a hidetaka miyazaki game or rather hidetaka miyazaki like a kojima game what we see at the start most certainly is not the end of the story we haven't seen anything yet with death stranding and if we think we've already seen some crazy stuff oh oh my gosh the 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 kubrick breakingness of death stranding as we're going to experience i already know in my heart it'll be something to behold and, and what we'll be discussing many years from now so thank you so much for that one there so let's go um so user 100 asunto uh four hours ago said it would be cool to hear from you guys what you think about the differences in translation from trailer four regarding japanese english subtitles and i said i would look into it and i'll quickly give them a um copy paste 36th thank you for contributing and we'll put you at 38 minutes there so this is unfortunately op it'll have to be a little bit briefer because i actually haven't um, dived into um the 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 sort of discrepancies between or rather the difference was differences between japanese english subtitles um what i'm probably going to do is uh, this is and i'm glad you brought this up and that's why i want to sort of give a proper response is that i want to uh do uh what i was doing um, before which is threading the strands which was an eight-part series exploring the eight minutes of trailer three i would like to dive into trailer one and just go from one forward based on all the new information we received so i'm going to do new breakdowns of those look at both the english and japanese translations of both 
and present that information and that's that's going to be easy i'll just have to do screen cap and um there's a way that i have this sort of software that i can just put a screen cap through this filter and it'll just translate the text it's like a google image um translate thing we'll do that as i go through and cover off on those and that'll be i'm really really looking forward to that as well so that'll be upcoming um going through and as a succinct way you can look forward to it it is uh, I, I think I may still use the threading the strands, but it is essentially revisiting trailer one through four with all the information we've received so far. So looking at uh, trailer one with the information from trailer four and backwards, etc. You know, trailer two, trailer three, the same thing. So as I go through that, I will definitely be looking at the Japanese um, uh, version of the subtitles of the lyrics of everything how things are translated what what can be seen there because you are you're absolutely right there's a there's a connection what well, most evidently hopefully not too irony evidently with you know kojima himself being from japan and, and kojima productions as well so how things are phrased in that language are extremely and directly relevant to um to uh interpreting um what we're seeing you know and, and also just again the uh, the bliss i call it of um Another, yet another la layer of seeing things from different angles not only you have different folks with different minds but then you have different cultural backgrounds and you have different uh yeah uh, you know, nationalities as well it really adds to the uh the the great kind of um spectrum of ways we can approach and angles we can approach this material from okie dokie so um okay so we have some replies here da -da 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 -da. radio okay so then, so thank you, OP, for that one there. I've, I've replied to you there. So we have um, from uh, Getchpool. So user Getchpool, um, 33 minutes ago. I asked myself, in a world that's gone to hell, no one's going to have FedEx anymore. No one's going to have easy... Oh, this is from uh, Mike Pondsmith. Yes, yes, uh, Cyberpunk. Um, actually, you know what? We'll jump in. He's, he's messaged even more recently. So we'll go to this one here. Um, and he recognized this dam. Is it a dam? Da -da 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 -da. Here we go. Fantastic. So we'll jump into this one. And so I'll read from this one. So thank you, Getchpool. Uh, and, and, and use Ludens underscore Kane, who I'm reading this from. So radio. So this looks to be, if I can hopefully not butcher this, Karanyukar hydropower plant in Iceland. Here is the best comparison picture I can find of the mountain and dam. The structures appear to be something like this dam batch plant. I think we're facing the dam, which is why we can see the mountain and rivers like this aerial shot. Looking around the absolutely sparse Google Maps views, I wonder if we could map out all of the trailers here. This feel like the balance. This feels like the balance ladder segment. Ready for something interesting? Check this out. This place filled with tunnels. That looks like trailer two. While a tunnel is a tunnel, I'm wondering if there's a connection, because then the dead crabs on the ground make sense. There is no more water here. I also just stumbled across Skrimsli, which are Icelandic monsters. They are water creatures and trolls and elves. I read into the elves, and I think we've met them before. Once again, folks, I'll just make sure to chime in here. If some people are going like, they're reaching, they're reaching. Remember, it is worthwhile unto itself to take a, 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 a situation of sparsely available material to dive into not only speculation, into research to fill that gap, into picking up on any kind of strands to follow that towards learning new things, 1000% worthwhile unto itself. Even if nothing like this ends up in the final title, absolutely, so learning is worthwhile unto itself. Um, 
in any way that you're led to do that and for me there's no other way no other more uh sort of energy giving way and like and it like something that propulses you to do that uh and no more a kindred and like um powerful way to to be led to that than through um gameplay uh, and sorry speculation around the interactive medium and the imagery we see in these um particularly cryptic trailers and, and game creators like kojima so let's dive into these elves as these water creatures um the holder folk or hidden people are said to be Icelandic elves living in the mountains and in the underworld inside the lava rocks. According to Icelandic folklore, they resemble humans in many ways, though they are more spirit-like and invisible. And to see the elves, you have to be given permission by them, or have a special ability. Traditional belief holds that there are both good elves and bad elves, or light elves and dark elves. Light elves live closer to the gods and are Christians. The dark elves live in the ground closer to satan hidden people can be very seductive though if you don't do what they want they turn against you and if you do accept what they offer you you run the risk of becoming insane that many icelanders take these creatures seriously enough can be seen in that construction projects are sometimes altered to prevent damaging the rocks where they are believed to live which is again to summarize in a more succinct way i think i may have like phrased it a bit oddly myself people who are building buildings they'll make sure not to, to they'll make sure to, sure to do it in a way that sort of honors these entities you know and doesn't risk their wrath in the capital area of Reykjavik this can be seen in Alfhol where the road narrows in order to spare the rocks also in 1982 150 Icelanders went to the NATO base in Keflavik to look for elves who they thought might be endangered by the American phantom jets and AWACS reconnaissance planes this is back to the user the dam gives a reason for the invisible monsters or the elves to be pissed off and it turns out most of the public was pissed about the building of karagnukar hydropower plant location check interesting monster explanation check what about other things in the trailers do whales beach here why yes and they believe they know why there is one theory as to why the, uh, the whales swim ashore like this it is believed that they rely on the earth's magnetic field to find their way in the ocean so if there is a disturbance in the magnetic field, they might get disoriented and swim ashore. Where have we seen magnetic disturbances before? Oh yeah, Mads' compass in trailer 2. I think if we treat the game as actually taking place in Iceland, we can answer many more questions. And I must absolutely echo what the first reply underneath that one is by user Malcolm Kent number 4, Malcolm underscore Kent 4, a man amazing research decided to watch some iceland footage and it is breathtaking some areas that we've seen in the trailers and other beautiful places what a great setting for a game the invisible ones thank you i completely agreed on iceland it looks like an impossible fantasy setting but it is only a plane trip away stunning um in, uh, phenomenal so and then they continue to have a dialogue um had you had you already researched some of this or did uh did this uh, did this come from my post i'll look in your post more tonight this is what i was hoping for though love the dialogue going here so first of all i need to directly reply and mention your post was featured discussed and credited to you on the 36th entry of death stranding weekly thank you so much i have to add so much for contributing to the discussion and to the death stranding community your timestamp 46 minutes one i'm gonna add this one of the most comprehensively comprehensively thanks autocorrect <laughs> compre bleh, 
comprehensively articulated and well-researched theory so far. Terrific. Too easy. That is 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 stunning, um, listeners. Goodness me. Uh, there are, there's a certain there is a certain point at which it feels extremely unfeasible for something to be a pure coincidence. Kojima is a consummately curious, constantly almost like almost as though he's like been infected with just pure curiosity as a person throughout his life, sort of person. And you know how I know this is because he was endlessly called upon with the uh, renew self renewably called upon with the Metal Gear series to test himself and um as someone who again it's what i what i find as what what i find to be and, and will always find to have been one of the most interesting dichotomies for a person is that for such a unique thinking person he put five entries into a single series <laughs> in in another universe this man has created six completely different death stranding slash metal gear solids it's like with different premises different everything almost final fantasy style but he was called and he was curious again self-renewably to see if he could he took each opportunity to subvert and do something completely different within something you wouldn't necessarily expect and like a such an open-minded and ravenously curious artist to do you'd expect someone like that to just constantly start from scratch every time but sometimes and this is something Corey said uh, Corey Barlog from God of War he said sometimes it is more challenging to take something that you everyone thinks they know and to give that a new dimension, which is the description of Metal Gear uh, with each entry. He said it is a more worthy challenge now to um, uh, to, to develop a new side to this, to, to explore my curiosity uh, in the uh, in the sphere of, um, you know, adding unexpected new dimensions to uh, and and finding brand new ways to to subvert what a um, what a sequel is and how a se- and 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 to generally just say fuck fuck it i'm going to take the opportunity of uh the creative curiosities uh, satiating opportunity to to go in as many different directions to completely do something entirely unexpected and different with each sequel and, and that is very much the case we, we saw some common elements which ended up almost being more like director trademarks than like you know and and yeah just some vaguely similar elements but for the rest the metal gear games are just you know that they as you heard jordan vote roberts they're so rich you can dive so deeply in and go into so many directions and especially as the latter games uh, prove have so many abstract aspects to them increasingly that again once you have something that one as i've mentioned on the mastodon coverage if 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 a certain uh work of art or entertainment or any kind of material encompasses the spectrum of the entirety of life like that it features everything like loss uh joy um fear um action uh mellowness or if if it encompasses everything that life can offer in some sense it becomes timeless it becomes endlessly revisitable especially if that's done in a way um that is innovative that is attention and and uh, that is uh, imagination and rapturing and 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 that it uh, that that it again we're we're drawn to as much as you know humans we sometimes can be said to like follow the safe path follow trends 
I really believe that the human spirit at its core is one of rebelliousness, one of curiosity, one of irrepressible curiosity. Um, and so I, f I feel that that's the message, that is the attitude that we resonate with on the deepest level. And um, he lives purely from that point of view, I believe. So this is all to say that I would not put it past this man to <laughs> to incorporate some Icelandic folklore into uh, into um, yeah he, he's obviously reading about Iceland oh, that's the, the shorter version he's obviously reading about Icelandic folklore <laughs> as he's visiting these places it's um, he's very cute he's very tied into myth he's very tuned into it through his pal obviously Guillermo del Toro but even inherently as he who he is um, and then obviously he's um, he's been aware he, he visited Sony Santa Monica it's very likely that he's got his phone with him at all times it's Again, consummately and ravenously curious human being is the vibe that this man gives and his team, and I'm sure he's infected his team with that as well. Um, and even look at something like Twin Peaks, you can even, on the surface level, some like very uh, disparate, abstract, disconnected imagery, you dive further in, you can go so deep with, with how far the, uh, you know, references to Native American lore, um, to just these like these uh you know uh, dream concept dream symbolism you can go in so many directions with this material so i won't i again to op sorry to put a very long um sort of extended uh yeah um uh, exhaustive answer there but i i wouldn't put it past them so thank you so much for that one there so jumping back from luden's cane back to um uh from getchpool who referenced the one so his response was this is amazing i think the tunnels will be our way of accessing certain parts of the map staying out of timefall and finding some skeleton soldiers along the way this is all speculation but i imagine we will be traveling through these tunnel systems similar to silent hills on foot they will link us to different portions of the map maybe not fast traveling uh, maybe no fast traveling will be available at first this is incredible here we go just going to retitle my comment absolutely your your post your your comment rather featured discuss etc there we go let's put that at 53 gosh the the time is flying radio um that that i ooh, i love that my i just had that very pleasant feeling of like i i would directly love that i i love the idea of needing to go through certain uh yeah pathways and everything to, to be able to activate i don't like uh, fast travel being available right at the start i think just like with, that's why you know breath of the wild as i as i've mentioned on previous entries actually the previous one 35 um with carlos i talked about um game uh, uh, breath of the wild having unexpectedly a prominent and, and uh strong influence on um on death stranding because I love what that encourages. It encourages exploration. And I, and isn't it funny, there would be that inverse of like, it wouldn't be above ground, it'd be below ground. And below ground would be safer from Timefall. However, Timefall, I'm very curious if the properties of Timefall are locked to the, the air, to, to the droplets being in motion. I wonder if it is neutralized once the water either hits the ground or meets another body of water. Very, just something I, I figured I'd mention because direct very very shortly after Sam uh, you know falls in that sort of river and he gets swept off and his sort of um, his vest puffs up and you know there's that very metal MGS or Kojima-esque kind of sound emits uh, very shortly after that we see that the infamous toe pulling scene which part of me thought like oh well he's had his boots soaked the time falls gotten into his boots 
and it's aged his feet or it's damaged his feet he's had to pull the the nail off uh, to and then maybe pour some more like concentrated time full onto it to get it to grow again if that's even how that works um that is very interesting and i again i'm still i'm it's almost like i'm addressing um kane's um uh entry is sorry, comment at the same time as getchpool i love them both so much they're so c- combined very evocative but well I'll, I'll try and be succinct so the, the iceland being an actual real life featured nation with like actual proper you know one-to-one landscapes uh you google map tastic like it's actually you know portraying one for one that that those landscapes i'd love that i would love if actual real world facilities are named and used that would be amazing or at least referenced to or at least geographically um and then for, for tunnels yeah i'm all on board give me give me the, the the tunnel spooky exploration uh aspect of death stranding for sure and i might even you know it's yeah i might even revisit that down the line so but needless to say thank you for for that one there um oh and there's a reply after that i asked myself in a world that's gone to hell no one's gonna have fedex anymore no one's gonna have easy movement from a place to place so nomads are more than just mad max dudes with mohawks and leather rolling down the highway they are basically the people who get stuff moved from a to b whether it's on the ocean whether it's underwater whether it's in the sky and they have a very very dangerous occupation because it's a world that doesn't want them to do this or wants to steal their stuff, Han Solo would have been a good nomad. I remember I downloaded it, I watched it at work, the Mike Pondsmith video, and you better believe when I heard that, I couldn't help but think of uh, of Sam Porter Bridges for that one. Uh, awesome. So thank you so much for that one there. Really, really appreciate it. And I'll, I'll, I'll think I'll j- dive into this one there and further comment after I finish recording. Too easy. So thank you, folks. That was incredible. I really appreciate it. What have we got here? okay so there we go yeah someone's commenting on the wtf on the art by uh ivan efimov by Le- uh with you know featuring leia sidhu's character and that actually dovetails me quite well into the subject uh as handled with love as i've named this title i want to jump in quickly before maybe we'll address two other um uh, theories there two is a good number maybe even three so if we type very easy you can do this along with me you go leia sidhu tv tropes death stranding i mentioned it briefly to carlos in the previous entry probably on an even earlier one tv tropes is wonderful very simple the laconic version is community assembled uh uh, comparative um tropes like that's the word tv tropes across all medium it named tv tropes but it's not just for tv they've since expanded their name they have seemingly decided not to change their name uh but yeah there's games there's film and everything and books and gosh even the most obscure uh i've, I've really tried to put it through the test it, there's been so many i think the only thing because I, I enjoy my hindi movies as well not that many hindi films but oh my goodness there's such exhaustive coverage and I, it's basically you know i've talked about joseph campbell he believed in comparative kind of culture cross-referencing to to single out the common human attributes that we all share across different cultures cultures and spheres of thinking and cultural spheres as well uh and fields and art and all that kind of stuff um what are the yeah if you if you cross them all over onto each other what would be the common elements and oh my goodness this is exactly it's a giant community assembled compendium of all that so dive right in joseph campbell would like it's like he invented it it's amazing also quick little shout out to google maps who has these uh obviously it's the handprints there 
not just not just reaching they do kind of look kind of spooky and that like because their handprints made to look like giraffes and i'm just like oh it's like a handprint but like a strand's growing out of it anyway anyway so let's go characters do, 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 into the treaty tropes page so here we go open close all the folders radio folks leia sidu a courier working for fragile express so one of the tropes is called cloud cuckoo lander now that's a pretty weird word let me explain you go to the cloud cuckoo lander post a character with their head in the clouds they are strangely oblivious to the things that everyone else takes for granted they may have an argument with themselves for fun make points in an argument with no basis or logic or reality or tell rambling stories that have nothing to do with the point they're trying to make they may totally uh they make totally unintel unintentional double entendres and are great for getting uh, stuff past the radar sometimes also called space cases or space cadets or plain old strange a cuckoo clock chime is used as an indicator of one the concept is well known as in the joke a neurotic is a man who builds a castle in the air a psychotic is the man who lives in it a psychiatrist is the man who collects the rent jerome lawrence <laughs> Um, cuckoo, uh, cloud cuckoo landers are very rarely malicious. They are far more likely to be uh, plucky, plucky comic relief, although private aside, I don't think she's going to be comic relief, although she does seem to bring a little bit more levity to Sam's life. Maybe uh, a cuckoo, uh, cloud cuckoo landers are the ones of the one of the uh, two guys or the crazy member of a comic trio. Again, I wonder if Mads could end up being, you know, uh, at least in the early stage of the, of the title, someone who Sam knows who might be, again, if they could be the three, they are the main three seemingly like Leia. Uh, I'm not too sure at the stage, obviously none of us really know, but Leia Sidhu's character, just the vibe that I get, not directly involved, could be a cameo, could, I don't know how much performance she's gonna be doing on it, but if I had to put my bet on three characters being related in some way, or at least having more of a prominence in the story, Mads, Sam, and Leia, definitely. Um, they lapse into non sequitur a lot, and while they aren't totally insane, they act it uh, much more than some other crazier characters. So you can go on, continue, con continue to read about it. It's very, very interesting. So another notable mark of this kind of character is that often there is nothing actually wrong with what they do, but it is most assuredly not something a normal person would do. Sit down with one of these folks and try to explain to them that normal people don't wear the clothes of a dead man. <laughs> they will never understand what your problem is. It's not like the dead guy cares, is it? So I can appreciate Leia having gotten to a point either from having maybe lost people at the hands of the Chirals pun intended at the hands of the carols i had to i'm a dad sorry daggy dad alert if she has lost folks uh loved ones if she is at, at this stage of being again a little bit like love almost like lovingly aloof and i would i would really describe leia as that like there's a coldness to her but there's a love there's a loving side clearly as well you can see and a caring side early days folks she could even be you know who knows like these characters sam may may, may even take a darker turn we don't know at the stage but it is certainly intriguing to think about so jumping back into the uh yeah the sort of the main kind of character page so let's go ahead open them all up again radio so that's one of her tropes there mostly acts right a cloud cuckoo lander mostly acts rather chipper in spite of the fact that the world has been subjected to an eldritch apocalypse for starters she walks around with an umbrella like gadget like she's mary poppins which is a trope in and of itself and she eats a fetus looking cryptobite uh, is it a cryptobite? Um, what's the thing a day keeps? It? Cryptobiote, I think that's what they're called. Like it's a delectable snack. 
Radio, so another trope she embodies is conditioned to accept horror. Here we go, so let's dive into this one. <clears throat> Radio. A character who is conditioned to accept a rather horrible, disturbing fate in life does so with a smile on their face. Why must they engage in this senseless waste of human life? As it turns out, they've been conditioned for it, literally. Their life, their memories, and personal experiences have all been deliberately designed so that they genuinely enjoy, understand, and accept the macabre world around them and that they've been placed in, even as people from a different context are terrified just observing them. This is a very cerebral trope as the ability of a person to accept such gruesomeness as commonplace and accept their fate without thinking about it raises a lot of questions about the human condition. Don't be surprised if some authors try to sidestep the issue entirely by having the heroes educate the conditioned target as to the right way of thinking. For specific character types, the barrier maiden is sometimes trained this way to get them to accept their job. Again, these names are the tropes, and you can dive into those as well. The Apocalypse Maiden might be told they need to be sacrificed so that they don't, you know, bring about the Apocalypse. Sometimes this trip overlaps with the face death with dignity. This person often seems to be a martyr without a cause, until the reasons are explained and sometimes after. A common component of training from hell and the Spartan way, this is what this is, um, to be conditioned for horror, you know overlaps with let's meet the meat when the horror part comes from a food source being sentient it goes very granular from here but uh, you can compare and contrast this trope of a character type of a character at least as far as we know with weirdness sensor and perception filter where the mental impression of horror is diminished but the emotional reaction to said horror is unchanged so all we need to see there is yes she seems um desensitized but when the chirals arrive the emotion comes out in fact a lot of the imagery we see in the you know community uh, originating, like the art that folks have been putting together, we see the tears, they've become iconic, both for Sam and Leia. I, re I really, oh gosh, I have uh, so many directions I want to go in, but we'll complete the entry and then I'll... Um, I'll, I'll expound on all of the uh, all of the tropes there. So, condition to accept horror, like Sam, she doesn't seem that very, in uh, that, uh, that very intimidated by the monsters. Again, probably because she has to deal with it on a regular basis. And her last nominated so far trope is dark is not evil. She wears a spiked black leather jacket and black leather, but is on the side of good. So we'll jump into this one quickly. This is very self-explanatory. I won't have to go into it too much. So you have a race of people who all have black leathery wings. They're born with the ability to shoot black shadowy globs out of their hands. Also, they prefer the night. And let's not get started on their wardrobes. Surely they're evil. Well, no one actually mentioned them doing bad things. In fact, they may actually be pretty good guys. It's not like they keep pet dogs exclusively for kicking. By the way, TV tropes can be very character filled in contrast to Wikipedia, for example. Despite any images that may have been burned into our minds, creepy appearances and killing people actually don't have much to do with each other. Unfortunately, however, people can still judge them based on their looks. Expect some Van Helsing hate crimes, which is another trope. This trope of, you know, dark is not necessarily evil, can be a subversion or a version of several other tropes depending on how it's played, including beauty equals goodness, always chaotic evil, and color-coded for your convenience. A common use for this for it is the don't judge a book by its cover Aesop, which is, you know, another trope. It can also be used to promote uh, the evil is cool and evil is sexy tropes, and sometimes even evil has standards trope, except without the evil. 
So again, goes very granular, but needless to say, uh, yeah, it contrasts directly with uh, the trope "evil wears black," right? So I want to talk a bit uh, about these three, and I want to talk a bit about fragile as compared to um, CDT bridges, etc. I keep thinking about that Mike Pondsmith quote. I loved that that interview. Very, very interesting. And shout out to all the CD Projekt folks with their uh, great reveal there. We'll, uh, we discussed a bit about it on a recent IA entry. Uh, goodness me. Um, as far as I, as far as her vibe goes, when I observe her in, in, in the very brief glimpse we've had, um, Again, it's this is about going expect, going again the expectations, and I think her character is very very much set up to be subversive, right? Um, where where you know in many ways to be blue collar, you need to kind of keep your head down and kind of follow a trope in a way, and that's what makes Sam relatable. He isn't some strange eldritch entity, and with these very far out there kind of ways of behaving, uh, you know, like for example, Mads he's purposefully portrayed in a way again also just vibe wise and this is you know not, not casting on anyone uh judgment or anything but um although norman does have his own otherness and i actually happen to believe that kojima resonates with folks who exude otherness and each of these three uh leia uh, norman and mads have an otherness about them i would say something about their eyes about their vibe about generally the idea that there are these leading men leading women and that they have this it's the easiest way to describe it is just pure otherness about them so sam in many ways daryl uh you know from from walking dead uh he's a very kind of open shut kind of sort of pretty basic personality very loving caring uh you know i think one of his main character faults is um i mean he's loyal not to a fault because he's been like questioning uh, a lot more and i think his, his character growth has expanded i haven't followed the walking dead very much in the recent seasons but um but it is uh something where he's it's his character is is fairly readable right with mads he's very much suits him i i in fact one day i would like to see a an entry uh, sorry a, uh, a film or a series where mads plays someone fairly kind of low-key so far though he has been drawn and sort of not stereotyped or typecast but as a matter of who he is drawn to these roles of kind of otherworldly folks who in in situations which aren't quite hum, humdrum and i happen to believe that down the line in death stranding sam's life and his thoughts and everything will be far from humdrum right um but i think the way that leia is being portrayed you know uh the way like that she looks to be set to interact with and, and even maybe join sam or she or jan or sam joins her on on sort of this in this narrative the way that i see it being set up is that um she won't be what we think she's going to be from this trailer from this trailer you think cold you think playful uh it's i i, I kojima has entered not the, i again don't want to get too you know you know don't want to enter this sphere uh half cocked all i will say is for those who enjoyed folks like you know ryan johnson's take on last jedi um there is what i call the difference between being reverent uh, irreverently reverent towards the concept of um, betraying expectations and then there's uh um uh, there's folks who uh i i believe misinterpret that 
believe they've they've um believe they've they've hit on the essence of, of properly executing on that idea of, of subversion being in service to refreshing formulas see how it's important for me not to directly commit to because again i don't want to generate that kind of uh any kind of animosity or anything again i'm very much like to each their own personally my my approach with when you subvert is not to do it in a ha huh, what do you think of that kind of way it's more to do it as a a way that truly serves the characters and the narrative um and there is a difference i believe there's a marked difference some of that difference is subjective totally totally vibe with whatever you you know again it's it's all about being able to coexist and uh, respectfully discuss each other's thoughts about art and entertainment which in the great scheme of things you know we have to remember around the world you know people don't have the the privilege as we do to be able to go in as in-depth into sort of fictional stuff art and entertainment the way we do it's important to keep perspective that way and not re remember not to get too heated because you know there are priorities in life but insofar as we are in this sphere of talking about it that's my stance on subversion if kojima did want to take again subversion what that does is sometimes it can harm character investment because the if the subversion is carried out in too jarring of a way you disconnect from the character and don't care leia is specifically i believe being set up to uh to connect with sam and to connect with us um just in the way that she's shot in that brief glimpse with that intimate kind of shot with, with seeing the tears and everything we're going to see these characters i believe in more than any other previous kojima title we're going to see them grow we're going to we're going to be invested in their stories we're going to going to be heartbroken by if anything happens to them so that's how i feel the emotion going towards being being poured into death stranding as i as i sensed it being poured into um uh god of war as well and this is i, I believe in its own way gonna go far beyond god of war and that is you know cory is or i already know just from like my, my interactions with the man um on twitter and uh and just seeing him in interviews you can you can tell it's just a continuous process of wanting to e go even further into authentically um, and i think that that's one of the main most beautiful frontiers of this medium which i feel as though death Stranding is going to be the, on the bleeding edge of is and we saw it i saw it, actually of all games i saw in the latest spider-man you know uh footage with like some of that stuff with the, seeing the characters interact there just some of the micro expressions you know that they're able to blow up especially with something uncharted 4 i think this is like what we're going to be able to see and that's why i think these these characters sorry these actors and and uh these performers are being drawn into what death stranding offers because i tell you right now no one of mads mads's and Leia's and norman's kind of tier of of acting and and their um ability with their craft would be drawn to something unless it tapped into their skill set and I'm talking uh, even more advanced uh, sort of facial animation that we're seeing. Uh, a, a conceit, a premise where this will allow these characters to do something completely, sorry, I keep saying characters, these actors to do something completely unexpected, yet something that taps into their skill set. I think that's the most intriguing thing uh, about about what, what, we, what we're going to see. And I think Leia, Leia's character is going to be one of the standouts and is certainly so far proven to be one of one of the favorites as well so very briefly about leia let's just uh, jump into her wikipedia just so that we have a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a rundown so if you go to her instagram she's actually the daughter of uh actually let's not start there let's start just unto herself her own her own achievements born in 
first uh, first of July 1985, Seydoux is the is the well, start. Hey, this isn't me. This is the article. The daughter of businessman Henry Seydoux and philanthropist Valérie Schlumberger. She was born in Passy in the 16th arrondissement of Paris and grew up in Saint Germain des Prés in the sixth uh, arrondissement. She has five younger siblings and an older sister, Camille, who works as her stylist. She has a strict Protestant upbringing, but she is not religious. Here we go. Um, so through her family involvement in media and entertainment, Seydoux grew up acquainted with prominent artists such as photographer Nan Golden, musicians Lou Reed and Mick Jagger, and footwear designer Christian Le Botton. For six years, Seydoux went to summer camp in the United States at the behest of her father, who wanted her to learn uh, to speak English. Um, this is all really, really fascinating. Um, so her, her father, yeah, I'll just say it here. It's on her Instagram. I think he owns the drone company Parrot. Uh, so she's like, uh, I think posted a video of her like, this is for my dad or like, I'm my dad's cool. And she's sort of piloting one of these drones. It's really cool uh, that there's that kind of cool connection there. So you do describes her youthful self as short haired, slightly disheveled and widely viewed as a bit strange. People like me, but I always felt like a misfit. Still concerned for her shyness in an adulthood, in adulthood, Seydu has admitted to having had an anxiety crisis during the 2009 Cannes Film Festival. I really appreciate her candor there. It's very, it's, you know, it's, it's a risk move, obviously, to, to show more vulnerable side. But conversely, I'd also say it's a, a, something where being candid with with the world is, is a way of just first of all freeing yourself from needing to contrive number one number two people feel connected to when you're honest with, with, with them so definitely okay as a child she had no desire to act instead she wanted to be an opera singer studying music at the conservatoire de paris her mother valerie is a former actress turned philanthropist and the founder of the boutique campagne du africa du d'afrique du senegal et l'afrique de, de oest which uh, promotes the work of African artists. So if I know my, uh, you know, romantic languages from my Italian, um, Company of Africa uh, and Senegal, um, uh, uh, of Africa and the and overseas, l'Ouest is, is um, l'Estero, which is, you know, the rest of the world, which is really lovely. That's awesome. Schlumberger, who lived in Senegal as a teenager, is also the founder of the charitable organizations Association pour le Senegal et l'Afrique d'Ouest and Empire de Empire des Enfants, des Enfants, uh, Center for Homeless Children in Dakar, of which Sedu is the godmother. That's beautiful. Love that. Love that. Um, so let's dive in here. There's something here that I quickly wanted to bring up again for the uh, for the Metal Gear folks out there. Let's go. Seydoux says that as a child, she wanted to become an opera singer studying music at the Conservatoire de Paris, but eventually her shyness compelled her to drop the idea. It was not until the age of 18 that she decided to become an actress. One of her friends was an actor, and Seydoux has said, I found this life, his life wonderful, and I thought, oh my god, you can travel, you're free, and you can do what you want. You're the boss. She fell in love with an actor, with, with an actor and decided to become an actress to impress him. Ha! Never ends well if you do things for other folks, folks. She took acting classes at French drama school Les Enfants Terribles. I'm not making this up. This is where she studied. And in 2007, she took further training at New York's Actors Studio with Corinne Blue. In 2005, Sedu appeared in the music video for Raphael's single Ne Partons Pas Fâché the following year. The, sorry, the following year, Sedu played her first major role um, as one of the main characters in Sylve Amé's uh, Girlfriends, Mes Copines, which is like my, my friends who are girls. And a host of other appearances there. So she started, isn't this interesting? She started from a place of wanting to impress someone 
and through I don't know if that ended up well I, I assume not because um, it doesn't mention that they like ended up together after that because that's usually what you know Wikipedia biographies do oh wouldn't it know that wouldn't she uh, little did she know that she met her future husband blah doesn't mention that the artist remains nameless it's implied that they didn't really remain in contact sometimes this happens as you you know enter something out of yeah either trying to impress someone or just not not something out of directly you being you know led to it out of your own curiosity however being there sparks that curiosity and then you, you discover uh, a passion if not something you resonate with doing which is clearly uh, what I see uh, in Leia uh, as part of her character. And I can see as well, there are evidence here. Just, I just read a little tidbit, definitely head over to her bio to read more. You can see uh, the aspects of her character, at least, which is what would lead her to be curious about a project like Death Stranding, which is this idea that uh, of being an outsider. Again, you look at all these characters. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Maybe I'll try and make that last time. I'll... Uh, I'll rein that in. So these actors, not characters, these actors being drawn to uh, this project, which is a project for outsiders right now. We are in the Fortnite era. And as we've been for a while, we have made, we have broken some ground with Journey, with Sky, with Abzu, these games that uh, that have launched these non-confrontational, non-stick games, so to speak, using the Kobo Abe example. Um, but it's still very much the majority, the minority. And in sort of crowd theory or like social interaction theory or whatever the minority is usually the outsiders the folks who yeah they're just kind of doing things in their own way and that's just by definition there's always going to be a majority doing the majorly famous thing oh sorry uh you know popular thing but what i love so much and this is again it's interesting how discussing one thing can lead you to touching on another what i applaud about leia what i applaud about hideo mads norman is that on some level, even though they know, they even though they might not be aware of it, giving credence to and giving weight to and a voice to an aspect of the human condition right now, which is very different to war, very di different to sort of mob mentality, which is to take a part the path of the rope essentially of making connections, of being open-minded, of, of, of setting aside war and, and diving into yeah that whole sapiens to ludens thing of, of diving into play, let's play with ideas kind of thing. What I applaud, applaud so much is that it is with the belief that we can make that the most popular thing. Isn't that mental? It's crazy. Like I think Star Trek a little bit sort of romanticized that and delved into that and fully realized that is then uh, as in envisioning what we would all be if we did make that the popular thing to not fight, to not promote conflict and violence and to not have that be such a core thing as it has been for so long. Some, I think... Um, I think even the Metal Gear Solid games touch on this is that we are born to suffer we're born to fight it's in our blood we can't help it but look it's that's why you know with Kubrick there's war but uh you know bef like th th there's that you know the bone and everything representing what the stick obviously representing war uh and, and uh, aggressiveness but I I happen to believe that it is in our life in, in our capacity and I, th I think in our nature our deepest nature past any kind of uh base following of base instincts which with we are slowly realizing that we can leave these baser earlier versions of humanity more aggressive more prejudiced all of that we can start truly truly leaving that behind and moving into a, a stage of being more invested in connection and more invested in uh, uh, just taking that other path away from and again 
quick uh, shooting someone in the head is easy whipping out a gun is easy it's and again a lot of the time human nature is to take the easy course and that's why war is so popular because it's the easy way of solving a conflict instead of rolling up your sleeves and talking to each other as in you know metaphorically rolling up sleeves not to fight you know that's pol that's politics that's discussion that's riffing that's opening each other up to uh, one person to the other's perspective and that's empathy and that diffuses conflict communication connections diffuse conflict you know and don't and, and make it obsolete so i love that that these folks with their such as their influence is these big names committing themselves to a to a story which from the outset is not uh, uh, this isn't fast and the furious this isn't this doesn't have a formula of guaranteed success these folks genuinely believe in a uh an assemblage of artists of creatives uh, you know a creative initiative which is i i believe death stranding to be for uh for a different approach for for genuine like earnestly wanting to give strength and voice to um and, and a powerful voice with 30 plus years of you know being an entrenched you know that that's exposure regardless people will snap to death stranding because oh it's the metal gear guy that's fine in the meantime uh come for the reputation stay for the literal genre slash human condition altering material that it represents so love that so i see evidence here definitely all throughout layers um uh, background there and we'll dive into emily o'brien troy baker um guillermo del toro mads mickelson and we might even touch a bit back on norman because i think i didn't cover it as exhaustively as i'd have liked to in the previous or one of the previous entries there the man who delivers so yeah what i'll do actually it would be cool and i think it sort of naturally led itself um what i was riffing about towards an end point or a point of contemplation for myself and everyone listening if that's kind of your thing so what we do what i'll do is, is the the theories i was going to read um afterwards i think yeah i think things have sort of naturally sort of tapered there uh, into a conclusion and i'll pick up on those on the next entry lovely so for everyone who tuned in for everyone who listened and thank you that's that's i was gonna say extra things like as i continue continuously do try and break down you know people listening people commenting sharing liking embedding all of that thank you thank you all so much um that does wrap things up for this entry and if you did enjoy it uh or anything from myself interactive artistry um or interactive artistry and or because it's one of the same me and interactive artistry feel free to like share subscribe and hit the bell icon to be notified as soon as a new entry releases and you can as mentioned before head over to if you did like this and want to see it kind of um, stick around and grow and uh, be, be have a, again as we were talking interestingly uh previously about giving voice to uh what isn't really um within trend you know if you want something to uh yeah that's, that's the power of the internet really nowadays is the ability to give voice and and create momentum in something which in previous decades would not have would not have had as much of a chance you know clearly there's there's a lot more uh, out there that you need to pass through it makes that more challenging from that point of view but for people who do resonate with this material it would mean more than the world it would mean uh, like just my my sincere lifelong gratitude if you if you were uh if you were yeah invested in, in wanting to see in, to see ia continue and to see it grow i certainly would like to see these sorts of voices um have more prominence in a industry which at this stage not discounting not bad mouthing or anything is still very much in its uh late early to late adolescent stage of still very much lots, lots of conflict lots of still shooting and, and that's that's kind of the major direction of things at the moment totally fine and again ia really has its 
really is is you know uh like with it with its eyes on the horizon of where things are heading and um i've said this previously about um works that i feel as though um hadn't really gotten their full acknowledgement of what they really represented and, and they may have come out before their time such as you know uh, you know we talked about uh the order 1886 about what that represented about there being a valid uh space um for narrative driven uh stories that don't um that that is basically yeah almost like in an interactive film you know that that there is a space for that and that folks who have been um you know again as i mentioned the industry right now and culture right now is very much like we're primed to for value we're primed for um a, a certain game experience and, and having a certain amount of features and such you know um and i'll be discussing this in the order coverage obviously but what what i'm essentially saying is that for folks who want to discuss these materials in a way that isn't just immediately just dressing them down about what they did get wrong get right or get wrong what there wasn't enough of all this sort of basic kind of yes no uh, like yeah essentially just flat out extreme like you know uh, yeah just like immovable and uh sort of um what's that word yeah i think immovable is the best word i can come up with sort of stances on things i love as you've probably experienced over the past hour and a half of this entry analyzing things from different angles and really really passing things out and, and taking different different parts in terms of examining and, and discussing this sort of material and if that's something you want to see more about there it would it would yeah truly truly be a uh, uh just a life-affirming thing for me to, to to see that kind of uh, participation and involvement from you all in any in any form whether it's liking sharing as i mentioned subscribing hitting the bell and um jumping into the patreon if you really wanted to yeah help this really uh get going so thank you gosh thank you so much to everyone still tuned who's who tuned in for this one i'll be back next week for 37 uh where we'll jump into again some more of the the sites we'll dump we'll actually uh jump into mads mickelson um his character for uh for that one there and uh, also we're leading into a um, tokyo game show so if there's any rumblings of there we'll definitely be riffing on all of that there and as always the order of priority for these uh entries is immediately what's happening uh, most most relevantly and, and that is the closest to you know active development maybe if there's you know death stranding stories things being tweeted out so that takes priority obviously and then it goes back from there into the community which is 1000 uh, percent so so intrinsic um to ia and and to again it's this is you know there's no there's no going from sapiens to ludens that's why there's the plural it's not sapien to luden it's sapiens everyone so and that's how any grand and profound human changes happen and it's just not not in just one person it's in it's in all folks and then those folks resonating with and sharing with um communing with each other which is our that's that we're a social species so that's where we're naturally drawn to that and if it's worth um investing your time into and uh feeling that like firing fiery like natural burning passion for then it's worth um uh, voicing and sharing so that's to anyone who listened that particular comment was directed to anyone who really connected with what we've been discussing and who did have some thoughts and did want to uh, jump in and uh yeah feel free jump onto the reddit any of these you know there's the fumito ueda there's the uh, god of war as well but yeah if you wanted to in any of these communities jump in i i sort of look at those and dive into those and, and i love um seeing people's riffs on that and featuring them as well uh, crediting as well um their works and their contributions 
to this uh, ongoing discussion and, and never ending really there's there's no end in sight for this which i love it's it's my plan for my lifetime really to um uh to leave a uh, <laughs> a span of material that covers one man's kind of chronicles uh, chronicle one man's sort of engagement and relationship with art and entertainment and how it's um how it's changed and shifted and you're all a part of that because in the world generally factually but um uh yeah there wouldn't be an ia without the folks who um uh, who have shown this resonance with it and it's something i don't take for granted ever and i never will uh, in the slightest so if you did want to submit directly to the show i figured i'd also mention contact at interactive-artistry.com is the email and you can also go to interactive-artistry.com forward slash contact so that's all for today my friends everyone tuning in watching um in any way engaging with this material Thank you so much and um, till next time. Bye now.